Next is Women's Magazine with Global Val. Stay tuned to Mutiny Radio.
equals unequals The way we represent Puerto Rico Spread our silo wherever we go We don't need no reason why You better believe when we arrive to go see our flag fly We identify with the five stripes Light blue, red, and white It's like we guided by the star that shines so low and bright We hang it high in a plain sight Just like a FYI You probably hear somebody singing after midnight And don't be surprised we come alive under the moonlight Welcome to Women's Magazine. I'm Global Val. Thanks for being here with me as we go one more time around the sun and the moon on Women's Magazine, MutinyRadio.fm, San Francisco's Mission District. A beautiful, slightly blustery blue sky day here. It is Friday, June 9th, 2017. What interesting times we live in. You know, with the current president, of the United States of America. And with the immense reaction to his election and inauguration, and of course, I'd like to reference the Women's March on Washington, which across the country was the largest protest demonstration on U.S. soil ever. Um, Standing up to the misogyny, the sexism, uh, and and really just the, the attack on women, um, both from the sentiments of the current president and the vice president, um, who's, you know, made a career out of making laws to try to um, suppress women's voices and oppress women's choices. Maybe that should be a bumper sticker or something. I don't know. But um, in this very interesting time, you know, it almost looked like there was this big, you know, drawback and this and, and, and women who, you know, have... <clears throat> 
have have such important role in the world and in, in our society here in the United States. Um, and that, you know, has been growing for generations now. Um, kind of a, kind of a, a, you know, sliding backwards a bit um, in the past few months, uh, in the past year, um, just in rhetoric alone, but also in legislation. So when recent developments in our country's uh, goings on um, have raised some very interesting parallels between the experience of women and, oddly enough, the experience of the former head of the FBI, James Comey, who was fired by President You-Know-Who just a few weeks ago. And... um, and then James Comey, former FBI director, um, just testified in front of the Senate Intelligence Committee uh, this week. So I came across this really interesting New York Times article uh, by Nicole Serratore. This is a June 8th article called James Comey and the Predator-in-Chief. It's an op-ed piece. And I wanted, I'd like to read that, um, at least parts of it today, um, to show you what I'm talking about. Here's the article. As I listened to James B. Comey, the former FBI director, tell the Senate Intelligence Committee about his personal meetings and phone calls with President Trump, I was reminded of something. The experience of a woman being harassed by her powerful predatory boss. There was precisely that sinister air of coercion of an employee helpless to avoid unsavory contact with an employer who is trying to grab what he wants. After reading Mr. Comey's earlier statement, I tweeted about this Wednesday night. And of course, I'm speaking from Nicole Serratore from the New York Times. And immediately heard from other women who had seen that narrative emerge. How recognizable it was that Mr. Comey was, quote, stunned to find himself in these potentially compromising positions. His incredulity, mixed with the president's circling attempts to get his way, were poignant. For a woman who has spent a lifetime wrestling with situations where men have power they can abuse, this was disturbingly familiar. On January 27th, Mr. Comey received a last-minute dinner invitation from the president and then learned it would be, quote, just the two of us. On Thursday, Mr. Comey revealed that he had had to break a date with his wife in order to dine with the president. Something about this setup made him uneasy, and he said, set up and uneasy. The central business of this intimate dinner was was the president's insistence, quote, I need loyalty. I expect loyalty. <laughs> I'm going to start putting like a mob accent on. I need loyalty. I expect loyalty. All right. Um, Mr. Comey immediately recognized that this was a press for something he did not want to give. He froze, quote, I didn't move, speak, or change my facial expression in any way during the awkward silence that followed, end quote. That reaction, the choice of stillness, responses calculated to neither encourage nor offend that characterized so many of his dealings with the president, is so relatable for any woman. During his testimony, Mr. Comey was asked why he had not responded more robustly, why he hadn't told the president that he, the president, was acting inappropriately or reported his behavior immediately to others in authority. Mr. Comey expressed regret that he had not been, quote, stronger about it, but explained that it was all he could do to focus on not saying the wrong thing. In other words, he wanted to avoid granting any favor while avoiding the risk of direct confrontation, a problem so deeply resonant resonant for women. During that interminable, awkward dinner, Mr. Comey struggled to convince the president of the danger of, quote, blurring boundaries. But the president was not deterred and returned to the subject of the loyalty he must have. There you hear the eternal voice of the predatory seducer, the man who knows how hard he can make it for a woman to refuse his needs. Mr. Comey struggled or tried to wiggle out of the trap being set for him. He offered his, quote, honesty, hoping this would appease the insatiable host. The president countered with a demand for, quote, honest loyalty. Mr. Comey, at 
acquiesced. Yet, as he documented this, quote, very awkward conversation, his concession of this phrase troubled him. He hoped that he had not been misunderstood by the president. The victim of sexual harassment is constantly haunted by the idea that she said or did something that gave her persecutor encouragement. Serial harassers, of course, have an intuitive sense of this and are skilled at manipulating and exploiting it. Mr. Comey, you are not alone. How many of us have played over and over in our minds an encounter that suddenly took a creepy, coercive turn? What did I say? Were my signals clear? Did I, say, did I do something ambiguous? Did I say something compromising? At a White House ceremony on January 22nd, Mr. Comey reportedly tried to blend in with the curtains so that he would not be noticed by the president. The president called to him and pulled him unwillingly into a hug. What woman has not tried to remain invisible from an unwelcome pursuer's attentions? Mm-hmm. To this series of bizarre interactions in which he faced escalating pressure, Mr. Comey reacted with rising anxiety and distress. Time after time, the president reverted to his questionable agenda, and Mr. Comey, at each pass, tried to parry the president's unwanted advances. This dynamic with the president became so disturbing to Mr. Comey that after an Oval Office meeting in February, he implored the Attorney General, Jeff Sessions, quote, to prevent any future direct communication between the president and me, end quote. Mr. Comey did not want to be left alone with his boss again. We've been there, Jim. In their final exchange on April 11th, the president told the FBI director, quote, I have been very loyal to you, very loyal. We had that thing, you know. On May 9th, having rebuffed the president, Mr. Comey was fired. Quote, we had that thing. Once more, the seducer asserts a shared intimacy that was not really there, attempting to ensnare his victim with an imputed complicity. The infamous Access Hollywood tape that, you know, Donald said of any woman he wanted, quote, I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet. Just kiss. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Grab them by the pussy. You can do anything. With the power of the presidency at his disposal, Donald Trump thought he could use the psychology of a coercive seduction on the nation's chief law enforcement officer. Victims of sexual harassment often face skepticism, doubts, and accusations when they tell their story. That's part of the predator's power. But I'm here to tell James Comey and all the women and men who have suffered at the hands of predators, I believe you. Thank you, Nicole Serratore from the New York Times. Uh, she is a New York Times, New York-based theater critic and travel writer. And that was her opinion piece uh, published on June 8th. So I find it very interesting um, that so many of these issues are coming to light and in these really from unexpected corners. So... I believe that that is uh, shedding some light and shedding some hope on this situation because, you know, I think ignorance is kind of a mask and uh, I think we're starting to see what's under that mask and uh, hopefully it scares the daylights out of people and uh, we can move forward in a more positive way and uh, make sure that everybody who is working for this country and who is working and contributing to any community uh, are in a position where they feel safe, where they feel respected, where they are treated with integrity and uh, that we've got to kind of drain this White House swamp. This is Women's Magazine. Here's a little more music from Rico Pabon. Dándole gracias a esa gran estrella que me guía Ya sé que cada experiencia fue una bendición Y agradecido estoy
You are listening to Women's Magazine here. I'm Global Val. MutinyRadio.fm loves you, and we hope that you love Mutiny Radio as well. If you'd like to help our station out, you can go straight to our homepage, MutinyRadio.fm, and click on the Donate Now button. It is a tax-deductible donation you can make because we are sponsored by Media Alliance, who believes in us and wants to help us thrive. And so if you'd like to uh, contribute any small amount will do. Hey, maybe you've got a large amount you'd like to contribute. It's June. Why wait till December to start hiding your money in donations? Start now and uh, show the community that you love free speech and that Mutiny Radio is your choice. So thanks so much for supporting us here and I'll be right back.
You are listening to Women's Magazine here at MutinyRadio.fm. I'm Global Val. Thanks so much for listening. That is some music, as I said earlier, from Rico Pabon, uh, Todo Lo Que Soy. Um, a great, I picked it up, but I saw him performing at the SF Jazz Center a couple months ago. Actually, yeah, I think it was April, um, National Poetry Month. Um, there, the SF Jazz Center has a poet laureate, Genevieve Lim, or Jenny Lim, who's been doing jazz poetry for a long, long time. She's a San Franciscan, and she uh, cu- curated um, Poetry Week into SF Jazz, and uh, she had invited uh, Rico Pabon, uh, who I just happened to catch because he was performing with Jennifer Barone and Daniel Hefez of The Word Party. Uh, the Word Party Jazz and Poetry Open Mic extravaganza is every third Tuesday at a place called Piano Fight. That's at 144 Taylor Street in the Tenderloin. For those of you locals, that's the old original Joe's building, uh, 144 Taylor. And I'm actually going to be performing there on, uh, I'm the feature at uh, Word Party this month. It's going to be on Summer Solstice, June 20th, Tuesday, June 20th. Show starts at 7 o'clock, sign-ups as well, and it goes till about 9, 9.30. Um, so I'm really excited to be a regular of the Word Party, and now they've asked me to feature. So I am honestly a little bit nervous, but... Um, I just got to figure out what I got to do. Um, but it's all the, the jazz is an improvisation part of it. So, you know, you just kind of got to go with the flow. So uh, if you want to come out and hear some of uh, not just my poetry, but poetry of a very dedicated, uh, very talented contingent of the San Francisco poetry community, you should go to the Word Party at Piano Fight every third Tuesday. And it's a free show. You go in and it's free. Uh, It's 21 and over because there is a a bar there. You can order food if you'd like or drinks if you'd like. No pressure there. Um, Yeah, it's a pretty funky, cool spot. Big stage in the front room. Anyhow, um, this is San Francisco, and it is the 50th anniversary of the Summer of Love that we here are celebrating in in the city and, and all around. And of course, uh, one of everyone's favorite musicians of that time, of course, was Jimi Hendrix. But um, let's take a minute and kind of evaluate what kind of messages, or at least one very popular message, that still gets played on the radio all the time, came from the Jimi Hendrix camp. We think of Jimi Hendrix as, uh, you know, this purveyor of cosmic love. And, and I do believe that this song had some, you know, kind of poignance to it, uh, perhaps calling out uh, violence against women. But unfortunately, the, um, the hit machine, you know, still pumps this one out as, you know, it's this great song uh, by the Jimi Hendrix experience. And obviously the sound... It's awesome that 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 rock uh, kind of funk got a, a little psychedelic twist to it. Um, it's kind of like when I when I go to other c- 
countries and I'm dancing to music and I don't know what they're saying. I'm like, well, I don't know what they're saying, but the music's fun. So I'll dance to it. Um, sometimes when I hear songs in English that have a really great groove, but the, the lyrics are terrible or, you know, violent or misogynistic or something like that. Sometimes, sometimes I just try to pretend like I don't speak English so I can still dance. So, you know, music is a, is complex in our lives. Um, I still do love Jimi Hendrix. However, um, I just wanted to bring that out as a point because there was a, a story in international news this week, and I'm reading an article from the Metro, um, that's a UK paper, online. Naked feminists stage screaming protest for violence against women. Um, this is an article from Friday, June 2nd, uh, and it took place in Argentina. More than 100 women stripped naked and performed a screaming protest about violence against women in Argentina. They gathered outside the president's palace, Casa Rosada, in Buenos Aires. The women performing the femicide is genocide protest stood in a group and undressed in front of onlookers before screaming in mass. They were members of the artistic force of communicative, communicative shock or the FACC performing a dramatization as a prelude to the next March of the feminist collective, Ni Una Menos, not one fewer which will be held on Saturday, June 3rd, or was held on Saturday, June 3rd in Argentina. In all, 120 women undressed completely in the Plaza de Mayo and in front of the Palace of Courts. The group used the attention-grabbing tactic to demand greater protection for the victims of gender-based violence, which is on the rise in Argentina. According to official figures, so far this year, femicide has been committed on an average once every 25 hours in Argentina. So that's killing of women and girls, femicide, right? Uh, as, so let's say that again. According to official figures, so far this year, femicide has been committed on average once every 25 hours in Argentina. Who? On social networks, the hashtag Femicidio es Genocidio quickly went viral, showing hundreds of photos and videos of the protest. Quote, we represent them all and we will always exist, tweeted protester Claudia Acuna. She added later, describing emotional scenes at the protest, quote, older ladies crying because in their time they could not speak aloud of it. Men shocked by the cruelty of these times. Heh, I'll take that. So, again, in Argentina, femicide, murder of women, on average this year, once every 25 hours. So these women, this, this group, uh, this um, FACC artistic force of communicative shock uh, performance, this dramatization, this, this screaming protest, which is something I had never heard of before. Um, naked feminists stage screaming protest for violence against women. So next time you're um, rocking out to uh, you know music, Let's pay attention to the lyrics, because even though the groove may be something you, you dig, uh, the message, the message is a slippery slope. You are listening to Women's Magazine here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm Global Val. And you know what? We've got some good news. How about that? June. June. Oh, um, okay. Admittedly, this is a story from... I misread the date. It is a story from June 
but it's a story from June of last year. So, okay, we won't call it news, but we'll call it something uh, that we can uh, use as a, as a springboard for other things. This was in positivenewsus.org. Uh, again, sorry, June of 2016. Big win for Native Americans preventing uranium mining. Judges side with tribe. The Ogala Sioux tribe and activists scored a big win on May 26, 2016. When federal administrative judges ruled that the Nuclear Regulatory Commission, the NRC, staff has failed to take a hard look at cultural resources in recommending renewal of a uranium mining license for Crow Butte Mine, the decision delays permitting. The tribe intervening in the license renewal application for the mine in Dawes County, Nebraska, adjacent to the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation, argued that the staff recommended approval in the violation of its rights under the National Historic Preservation Act and the National Environmental Protection Act, or NEPA. Resolving in favor of the tribe's argument, an oversight panel established by the Atomic Licensing and Safety Board ruled, quote, the NRC staff has not met its identification obligations under the two laws, nor has the NRC staff in its environmental assessment undertaken a hard look under NAPA at cultural resources within the license area, end quote. The board requested the staff, quote, remedy its noncompliance. In other words, go back to the drawing board and address tribal concerns over historical and cultural sites of relevance before any permitting. An attorney for the interveners, David Frankel, thanked people who have supported the legal costs of the intervention. Nancy Kyle, an Ogala activist in the Sisterhood to Protect Sacred Water, which is based in the mining-impacted town of Crawford, Nebraska, said the ruling is a case of the oversight panel making government personnel follow the rules that they should have initially. Woohoo, she said, a federal agency determined that a foreign company did not properly consult with First Nations, end quote. Crow Butte Mine is a decades-old project of the world's largest publicly traded uranium mining company, the Canadian Cameco Corporation, which is facing federal tax-dodging allegations in its home country and an investigation by the IRS for over $32 million in U.S. back taxes. The company is reducing uranium well field development and its Wyoming operations as its stock values are crashing. So that was from Positive News, albeit a year ago. Uh, I'm sorry that I don't have the updated information on that, and I, I hope that that, that, that uh, ruling has st- stood. Um, but of course, I'd invite you to get in contact with me if you'd like to call the station here at Mutiny Radio, 415-550-0511. If you happen to be part of the Ogala Sioux Tribe and have information about uh, the the uranium uh, mining license of Crow Butte. Uh, I invite you to get in touch with me. You can also find me on Facebook, Women's Magazine with Global Val. And um, let's keep following these stories because uh, it's not just a story. These are realities. These are things that are affecting everyday, you know, people's lives. Uh, the you know, local and, and grander and local environment and environment on a grander scale as well. And it's all connected folks. In case you haven't noticed, we only live on one planet, even though maybe Jimi Hendrix came from a different one. You're listening to women's magazine. Uh, I've got about another 15 minutes or so. So I'm going to play a little more music for you and I'll be right back. Something to celebrate And life breaks for no one So don't hesitate Never waste Stay awake and appreciate Every breath Every step that you take Fix whatever you create For your life And the best things in it Usually don't have a price Your true friends Are locked to them tight Vampires just shake them like dice And when you meet your soulmate Marry them twice But first Here's my advice Get a college degree Maybe PhD Then try to find ways To end your poverty See the planet Take nothing for granted And party in places You don't speak the language Laugh till it hurts Cry out of bliss and love like a minute, take my minute Live it up, don't you
living it up here at mutinyradio.fm and so happy that uh, we have this community space to be here and spread the word, spread the love throughout this century as we all so deeply need it. And um, yeah, tis, tis, tis the summer and uh, hope you're all enjoying whatever climate you may be in. Here in the Bay Area, uh, you know, it's it's we're never sure what's going to happen next. Um, from one day to the next, it was raining uh, a day ago, and now it is sunny and beautiful. And so, change is constant and inevitable and unpredictable. And so, let's hope we can all uh, accept it as it comes in all these beautiful ways. I, I remember I saw. Um, a meme back in October, maybe. And um, it was a picture of a leaf. And it was, you know, a red autumn leaf. And it was a beautiful picture. And the message was, just remember that change is beautiful. So that's what we're at about here at Mutiny Radio and Women's Magazine. just wrap up today with a few announcements of events coming up. Of course, this Sunday, the 40th annual Hate Ashbury Street Fair. Um, definitely, if you're cruising around in the city and you should go to the Hate Street Fair. I mean, why wouldn't you? Um, and actually, um, you know, the Hate Street Fair always has great music and, uh, you know, it's just a lot of fun. Um, there's going to be the the Summer of Love stage, of course, um, and you can go out there and you can support um, you can support a, a new organization here in uh, San Francisco and specifically um, started in the Hate Ashbury. Uh, the uh, Sunshine Powers is the proprietor of Love on Hate, which is right there at the corner of Hate and Masonic. It was form, formerly called Jammin' on Hate, a uh, giant tie-dye shop there. Um, but she's deeply involved with the local organization called Taking It to the Streets, which helps um, homeless youth to get shelter, 
uh, counseling, job training, um, and and one of the things that they do, uh, all of the clients have taken it to the streets, is that they they work five days a week, five hours a day, uh, walking up and down Hate Street and cleaning the streets, like picking up trash and contributing to, to the community. So um, there's going to be uh, definitely a presence of taking it to the streets at the Hate Street Fair. So definitely look for that. Um, she's Sunshine Powers has also started a new uh, nonprofit called the Council of Love um, to try to uh, bring community resources together using love as the catalyst for change, especially to help uh, our homeless people. Um, uh, brothers and sisters and so uh, you can go and support taking it to the streets you can support the council of love and you can have a rockin good time cat delic's going to be playing on the summer of love stage for sure at the hate street fair on sunday that's this sunday june 11th um also things going on in the hate ashbury which is kind of was uh, my backyard playground as a teenager having grown grown up in the sunset um on the page, off the page, if you're a poet, you should go out to the San Francisco Public Library, the Park Branch on Page Street. And um, it's open mic poetry at 7 p.m. on Tuesday, June 13th. Um, another poetry event um, that's happening, uh, a local East Bay poet, Cassandra Dollett, who's kind of an amazing powerhouse of a poetess, she's going to be have an evening of prose at E.M. Wolfman General Interest Small Bookstore in Oakland. That's Thursday night, June 15th at 7 p.m. So lots of things coming up for sure. Um, so get out there and enjoy uh, all the beautiful resources that um, our city has to offer um, because we have so many uh, creative minds uh, all around us. And I'm constantly inspired by what everyone else is doing and happy to be able to share what's going on on Mutiny Radio. Uh, I just have a couple more minutes here uh, and I'd like to read a poem and it's a very serious poem actually. Um, and it's referencing someone who was very close um, who recently passed um, at a very unfortunately young age. And um, I like it to act as a reminder that when the people in our lives start to spin out of control, um, although we definitely need to know our own limits in terms of dealing with them uh, and also knowing that there's a lot that you can't do to help someone um, to still reach out and make sure that people know that you love them even if you don't have the ability to share your time and life with them I, I think we just need to let people know and uh, hopefully they just carry that with them wherever they may go on their journeys as twisted as they may become. So here's a poem with love for Cheryl. Fall from Grace. She tipped and twisted far beyond her tilt and smashed like a tottering champagne glass. Once graceful and proud, envied and allowed to choose her course until the lines became too blurred and madness bubbled up in unimaginable fits her loving hand becoming a bony death grip and lit the fuse of loss. A whole household tossed of accumulated treasure as if it still measured the wealth they once possessed. A broken heart beating in her chest, a mind blinded by distress, a family's love laid bare at each new dangerous request. Daughter, sign my name. Son, take my keys. You'll be too young to blame for keeping this woman on the brink of her drink from getting behind the wheel. But steal yourself for the coming crash of this once effervescent mother ending as a shattered glass.
Thank you for listening to Women's Magazine. I'm Global Val here. Happy to be here at MutinyRadio.fm. Keep spreading the love, everybody, wherever you may go. And remember, just when your aspirations seem outrageous, like getting naked and screaming in the streets against female violence against against women, um, remember, inspiration is contagious. Peace. Thank you. And here we go. One foot in front of the next. Maybe you'll end up dancing. 